Welcome to Murder, She Ranked, where you can come for the murder, but stay for Jessica Fletcher. I'm your head scientist, Ben Creighton, with me as always. Hey, it's Kenny Wendorski. They made 12 seasons of this show. Was it 12? It was 12. Okay. Yeah, I was... I've I've been doing a little little deep dive into Murder She Wrote, <laughs> that that deep lore. Um, so a shout out to the YouTube channel Pushing Up Roses. Okay. Which they apparently they they it's not science. They don't do ranking, so yeah. it's basically bullshit. Nobody's but perfect. yeah, you know, but it's it's a YouTube channel that I guess they probably do other things too, but they also do just. And they're not doing it in order. It's not like a watch through because Lord knows 12 seasons is a lot. Yeah. But as a YouTuber that people will just like write or like, hey, you should cover this one episode of Murder, She Wrote where there's a vampire maybe. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I watched a couple of those videos and yeah, we watched the pilot today. The two parts. (laughs) So, and thank you for joining us. This is a, a, a brand new, we have just finished our previous yeah, it was Bat Rankings Beyond, and now we are moving on to the world-renowned yes. Jessica Fletcher, <laughs> Detective Extraordinaire. Yeah, we, we made a joke at one point about the Matlock Cinematic Universe, and apparently that was the other thing that I, that I learned in my research was, good podcast, Ben. <laughs> but uh, there was actually a crossover between this show, Murder, She Wrote, and Magnum P.I. Oh. It was a, a two-parter in which part one was part of Murder, She Wrote, and then halfway through, she travels to Hawaii, and if you want to know the next part, you got to tune in to Magnum P.I. Oh, my God. <laughs> I am. That sounds fun. That's, yeah. That, that might be something else to do next time we need, uh... <laughs> I mean, what What do you mean? I mean, we're going to do yeah, all 12 seasons of this show. Yeah, yeah of course. It's, you know, when we get that far, yeah. I should say. Yeah. Well, that's going to be awesome. Because we're down for another, it's, it's going to be another five years. Wow. <laughs> But yeah, I knew very little about this show. I knew the basic premise, which is that Jessica Fletcher, played by Dame Angela Lansbury, mm-hmm. is a uh, mystery novelist who sometimes solves murders. This was one of my mom's favorite shows, so I would watch this with her uh, all the time. But, it I mean, I was a little, little kid, yeah. so... Don't remember pretty much anything about it. So this is fun. Fortunately, we've got a good half hour to get used to the premise and the characters before the murder happens. Yes. It's it's The Death of Sherlock Holmes parts 1 and 2 and these is this is a 45 minute, you know, hour long drama show, so you cut out the commercials 45 minutes each. This was basically a movie that yeah. we watched. Yeah, yeah. a big one. And and you watched it, I think, on Amazon Prime, you said. Yes, right? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Turns out Amazon also has this other, because I, I finally put my money where my mouth is and stopped paying for Prime because Amazon's an evil company. <laughs> and, I, and, you know, I, I still need to cancel my Audible because they, they own that. And what don't they? Uh, uh, yeah, well, and that's the thing. They got I, their own studio. Uh, they yeah, got... well, and I also stream on Twitch, and they own that. So. I was going to say, I'm sure they got some kind of hand in the video game market somewhere. But... Yeah, well, and they also, not for nothing, they own half the internet. Yeah, Amazon Web Services, like any random website, Reddit. Reddit runs on their servers. Oh. 
Like, yeah, half the internet runs on Amazon servers. They own us all, and we don't even know Fun it. Fun fact, here in Tucson, Arizona, on my way to Ben's, there's a huge new complex that's being built. Yep, it is a big <laughs> Amazon warehouse. It's like a block and a half from it, me. and it's, it's ginormous. It's a fucking eyesore, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and I should really probably find a... Another place to stop off for coffee on the way to work. You go to that Circle K? I go to that Circle I K. I got my soda there day. today. <laughs> yeah. And it's probably going to be slammed with Amazon employees, which, probably. look, if you everybody needs to make a living. Yeah. My beef is not with the boots on the ground warehouse worker. In fact, bless your hearts. Yeah. We know you're working. We know. In, in fact, just the opposite. The day you guys strike, I'll be right there on the picket line. I've seen line documentaries. With you. I know you're working. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pissing in a bottle over there. Yeah, Jesus. yeah, yeah. So, uh, power to the people. Fuck Amazon. But also, Murder, She Ranked. Uh, <laughs> I watched on... T- v- viewed it? I don't know. It's it's one of those dumb streaming services with a weird misspelled name. That's all of them. It's so <laughs> many of them. But it's the free ad supported. So, I spent two hours of my life that I will never get back, including the ads. Yeah. <laughs> And boy, they do not do, like, most of the ads supported, like, I watch Star Trek on Pluto TV. There's your free plug again, Pluto TV. Yeah. But they do a pretty good job of inserting the ads where they are supposed to be in the flow of the episode. I I had it's, that issue with Matlock. But then yeah. again, we're dealing with something that was not meant to be in our contemporary day and age of just yeah. bombardment. So, uh, yeah, it makes sense. Commercial breaks were different back then. Yeah, but watching, yeah, you you know, you had the big commercial break in at you know about fifteen minutes past the hour. They always had to, they they the different channels would sync them up so that if you start flipping channels, like ah, I don't want to watch commercials. Oh wait, they're all commercials right now. They're colluding. (laughs) But watching this two parter of murder, she wrote a sentence would get cut in half by a commercial break. It was yeah, it kind of (laughs) sucked. But we open up on Spooky Castellan. Yes. All right, kids. I hope you're ready. We're going to give you the Cliff Notes version. We're going to try. This was a wild ride. Oh, boy. I mean, it's... I mean, first of all, it's it's a mystery, which is, you know, that's what this show is. But that means every episode, here's all your suspects. Here's all your new characters you've got to keep straight. There's a reason why we rank Batman and and but here we are we're doing this yes so spooky castle island yep. uh a woman who is holding a lantern she's in her night yep uh, very gauzy silky white yeah. nightgown she's walking down the stairs and she a- thought, any minute i expect to hear meatloaf singing about how he'll, he'll <laughs> yeah. do anything for love <laughs> She she thought she heard something and she's uh you know saying is there anybody out there anybody at all uh, she she hears a rapping at the door. Yep, there's a scream, and then there's a cut. It was all a play. Yes. It's, it's a play that's put on by a director. None of this matters. None of these are our suspects. But Angela Lansbury and her two best friends, who I'm going to assume that they're probably, like, recurring characters. We'll see more of them. I don't know. They just seem to be kind of her sidekicks in this episode, but they are the PTA. I didn't realize that, as of this pilot at least... Jessica Fletcher, who I call JF in my notes, she is not even a novelist yeah. yet. She's just a, a, 
she's just a substitute teacher. She's a, a widow, and she's got a, a darling nephew, Grady, a, an adult gentleman, an adult grown nephew, Grady, who she loves very much. And she's part of the PTA. She book, she bakes cookies for these plays that yes. go on. But it's a mystery play, and she's talking the, to the director afterwards. It's a rehearsal. And she says, that was great. I love how you know right away who the killer is. And he's like, what? Oh, yeah, you dropped all the clues, this, that, and the other thing. And, I mean, that is who the killer is, right? And the director's mad. He's calling up the writer for rewrites. I'm like, dude, she said she liked the play. Yeah. It's fine. And also, what worked for her will not work for everyone else. So, but. I'm sure it would have been just fine and dandy. But anyway. Anyway, this this is our establishing character moment. Jessica Fletcher, real smart cookie, but also very friendly, very personable. Everybody loves her. Yeah, you just want to hang out with her. We're getting kind of like this uh, montage of, of her, just her daily life in this town of Maine. Yep, it is Cabot Cove, Maine, which we won't see much of in no. this two-part uh, pilot episode. But we do get... Like, the big... You remember that first On Leather Wings when you get, like, the money shot of the Batmobile? It's, you know, the camera is making sweet love to it in a way that it... Once it's an established concern, it won't do. We get this, but for the theme song. Yeah, this is... I mean, it's great. I was telling Sarah right away, Murder, She Wrote does look better than Matlock. Yeah. Felt more visually appealing. Very pretty colors. Yeah. I don't know if this was shot on film, but it, it compared to Matlock, I feel like Matlock was just white. White buildings, yeah. white costumes, white uh, paint, white courthouse. Everything was just dull. And, and this one was lots of colors, lots of life to it. Yeah, and I don't know if Matlock was actually filmed in Atlanta, Georgia. It probably was, because I know they make a lot of television there. I don't know. It could have been... But... Nah. But or I mean, LA. It's, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a big city. All big cities more or less look alike yeah. in the 20, 20th and now twenty first century. But this this intro scene. So Jessica loves jogging. We will learn. Yes, super into jogging, and she's just she's jogging past the white picket fence. She's jogging on the beautiful coastlines of scenic Maine. Something, it's it's like the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings movies yeah. just really make you want to go to New Zealand. You want like a helicopter shot of her. She's just, she she at one point overlooks a, a beach scene. Yep. And uh, she, I don't know why she's overlooking, but she's just generally impressed by the ocean view. It's it's very just cinematic. Yeah. It's, it felt TV like show. a movie. Yeah, it absolutely <laughs> did. And and this is like the extended cut of the theme song, too. Yeah. This goes on for two or three minutes, it feels like, with, you know, giving us the credits. But fuck Maine, we're getting out of here because she's got her nephew Grady on the horn. Yes. Grady says, and, and Jess, I got, I read your manuscript for your book. She's like, well, you weren't supposed to do that. That's just, you know, this is my little hobby. He says, yeah, but it was good, and it was so good that I gave it to my girlfriend who works at a big publishing house. They want to publish it. And, like, snap, boom, she's a best-selling author overnight. Holy shit. She, uh, at one point, walks by her local bookstore, and the guy in the window has a big thing of her book. 
and he like waves at her and it says like number seven bestseller and then he takes the sign away and puts a new sign that says number two bestseller. Oh my God, she's an overnight success. Everyone loves her book. And you know who really loves her book is Mr. Giles. Yes. He's the head of the publishing house in the big city. Come on down, lady. You're, you're coming to New York City. We're going to do the full press tour. We're, we're doing it. And so she boards the train. But before that, her two best friends oh. <laughs> have to give her a makeover. Makeover, 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 makeover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kenny, I forgot about that. Kenny, we've got an hour and a half to uh, fill. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. There is a makeover. <laughs> yeah. There is a bitches love shopping ass makeover montage. Using credit cards and, and, and <laughs> getting your hair done and buying a new dress. She's and, got the green shit on her face. Yeah, that, that usual <laughs> shtick. Yeah. And then at one point, a guy comes in and hands like a sheet of paper and a lady signs it. Yep. But I didn't know what that was. There are so many weird, like, there'll just be one scene where something happens and then it's never called back to again. So, okay, good. Yeah, I, I don't think that has any... I think that was about as relevant as the rest of this montage. Okay, I right, wouldn't sure. worry about it. All right. <laughs> so uh, she's fancy pants, boards yep. a train, yep. heads to New York, the big city. Yep, and she's just making friends everywhere she goes. She's By the time she gets off this train, she is best friends with the train conductor. Uh, he is a nice gentleman. His son is going into college or got a scholarship, I believe. She, yep, she's just a, just a super friendly, nosy old lady. And she... People open up to her. I read, as a young man, I read a book of dating advice once. And one of the pieces of advice was, pretend that you are an old person. If you're talking to a girl for for the first time that you think you might be attracted to, don't have it in your head like I want to fuck this. <laughs> Pretend you're one of those <laughs> bored old people that you meet who just is super friendly. Because what else have you got going you on? Join me. We're throw some bread into a pond. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Jessica Fletcher sells it. Yeah. She's she's not trying to fuck everybody. Maybe Mr. Giles. Maybe. We'll get there later. We'll get there later. But she's just, she's super interested in everybody. She's super friendly. She's making friends everywhere she goes. She's always running into fans of her books. And she's always like, what? You read my book? Like, yeah, you're the number two bestseller. You, you, yeah. you know this. But she's very humble. Uh, she gets off the train, meets her nephew. Nephew Grady, yeah. With girlfriend. And yep. they basically explain, we've got a big tour ahead of us. So you're going to be on TV. Uh, doing interviews on the radio, all the all the things that you got to do, book signings and all that jazz. Yep. But we also need you to meet Mr. Giles, who's just dying to meet you. He wants to meet you so bad, but he's he's tied up in meetings and this, that, and the other. We'll show you around the office. Oh, there he is. He's coming out, and here comes this suave, charming older gentleman, just apologizing profusely for the wait, and but we're we're gonna send you. You're, in a second, you're going to go on another montage. It's going to suck, but but come come <laughs> hang out with me afterwards. I really want to get to know you and in your pants. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it seemed like he wasn't super interested at all when he yeah. first meets her. Now he is distracted, and this character does come back. Yep. Uh, but it, at first glance, at first meeting, it's almost like, sup, okay. Yep. <laughs> get, get, get a slice of pizza and enjoy the city. I, I'm on my way. Yep. So she gets sent out to, to yet another montage of just the press tour promoting this book. 
Everybody on the press tour is very rude for yeah, some reason. Yeah, well, they're New Yorkers. That's what they're known for. I, I think that's that's what we're to understand. She's but... just a sweet lady from from Cave what Cabot Cove, Maine. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> And, yeah, all the radio talk show hosts are being rude to her. There's uh, one... You, you can tell this was made in the... 80s? 90s? Yeah, early 80s. Early... Yeah. Because uh, <coughs> uh, <laughs> we have the stock what people thought a feminist was in the 80s. Ah. Just the most, like, strident, unlikable, like, so what do you think about the patriarchy? I, I just write books about murder. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to see a strong woman writing a character and then she gives away who the killer is. Yeah. On live TV and Jessica Fletcher's like, hey! Yeah, hey! That's not a... <laughs> It, t- it takes a lot to get Jessica Fletcher riled. Yeah. But two things that she hates are real-life murderers and spoilers. Yes. She's early, early spoiler police. Can't spoil it. There's Don't yeah. like it. And there's other garbage that happens here. One guy wants her to sign, I think, seven books. Yep. And, and she's like, wow, you must be a good fan. And he's like, no, I want your signature. You get famous. I got, you know, yeah. put it on eBay or what eBay was <laughs> in the 80s back. Pawn shop. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So she she comes back from this all exhausted and she's ready to go home. Cut the press tour short. I don't like this. I just I just wrote this book as a fun hobby. I'm just gonna go home. I don't think I'll even write any more books if this is what being an author is like. But that's when Mr. Giles swoops back in and says, yes. "I'm so sorry. It turns out I desperately want to sleep with you. Will you please? Who knew? Who knew? I just I love." Bed knobs and broomsticks, and yep. you're the you're the dame for me. After all, it's a step in the right direction. Yep, let's let's go. Let me make up this horrible experience to you. You're, the problem is you haven't been meeting the right people. By which I mean you've been meeting poor people. I need <laughs> come hang out with me and my rich friends. <laughs> Choking on my own flame here. <laughs> yes, he's. He's like, let's go to my fancy mansion. Yep. It's the fucking Clue Mansion is what it, it is. It really is. Uh, I'm having a big get-together, sort of like a, a quasi-sleepover. Seems like some people are staying the night. Some people are going home. Dude, and, and there is zero, like... <laughs> how to describe the transition of this party into what it becomes is so jarring. It yep. It's a party... That everyone will sleep over at, supposedly. Yeah. And, 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 and but, but sprung it at the last second. It it's, turn, it's a costume party. What? It's not Halloween. Nope. But it's a theme party in which everyone is supposed to dress up as their favorite fictional character, which he... I mean, she's in New York. One could... I'm sure get a good quality costume in New York at the last minute, but he waits until she. She's in the goddamn door, opening the door. Yeah, this fancy mansion is. It seems like a couple hours away from the big city. Yeah. It's off in upstate New York. Uh, upstate New York, really? Yeah, it's probably yeah. <laughs> it's it seems like a very long drive. It's What's, in a. Where does Charles Xavier live? Uh, Westchester. Westchester. There we yeah. go. That's... <laughs> The town's name is New Holfang. Oh, okay. Uh, which is not a, it's not a real place, uh, n- nor is there an old Holfang. Okay. It's just a made-up town for this, this episode. I googled it because okay. I was curious. Good podcast, Ben! <laughs> uh, but we get introduced to... Now is when we start getting introduced 
to characters who will become suspects later. Bear with us. It's a lot. It's There's a lot of them. So there's the captain. Yes. Uh, who is a fast fast food... Um, Chowder. Seafood. Seafood magnate. A chain of restaurants. Seems like Long John Silver's, but for clam chowder. Yes. And also, he uh, is a cheating on his wife. Yes. This is an open secret. Everybody knows his wife is named Louise. Uh, multiple serial cheater because multiple of his mistresses are at this party. Yes. Now, I didn't catch their names, so hopefully you did. But there's one that's in a fancy red dress with short hair. Yep. Uh, this is Ashley Vickers. She oh. will become one of the suspects later. Uh, mistress number one. Yep. <laughs> but she's the old miss. She's been kicked to the curb. They, yeah. they had a thing, but now it's not a thing anymore. Now it's strictly business because she works for him. We will find out later, which is, ew, gross. Fuck you, Captain. That's not okay. That's not okay. It's the, I mean, shit, that's happening nowadays, too. Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> I don't think we ever get a name of the current mistress. She's dressed no. as Little Red Riding Hood. Yes. Uh, we've got this guy named Peter. He's playing the piano most of the time. He's an aspiring musician, uh, musicals, like Broadway musicals. But he hasn't quite made it to Broadway yet. He's off Broadway right now. And uh, you get the impression that financially he's had better. He's had better. Yeah. He's, he's seen better days. He might be in kind of dire straits. He's sort of lamenting like, oh, I'm exiled to 17th Street when my heart and yeah. soul belongs on Broadway. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jesus, who else we got? I mean... Grady dresses up Peter as Peter Pan, his girlfriend Kit, she's in the mix. Yes. Uh, there is there is a butler. Yep. Uh there's there's a doctor, uh, who we don't see much of, but he's around. Yes. Oh yes, the captain is shooting Skeet when yeah. he's first introduced. You'll need to know this for uh, later on. Yes, there are rifles just around. Just in case anybody needs a hap- a handy murder weapon. Also, there are airplane airplanes that fly over all the time, causing sonic booms. Yes, which everyone's kind of grown accustomed to that jarring loud boom. Yep, you don't even think about it. When I was living in Flagstaff, it was that way with the train. Yeah, you'd you'd be like raising your voice to be heard. Hey, what's up with that train? What train? What are you talking? You don't even realize you're doing yeah. it. So it's like that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it's it's a big party. Uh, Mr. Giles, who dresses up as the Count of Monte Cristo, he gets... Uh, <laughs> turns out he had a full Cinderella costume, or... No, it was the fairy godmother. Yes. That's who <laughs> uh, and, uh, I'm sorry. Jessica Fletcher was able to come up with a costume, fairy godmother, yep. uh, with the help of somebody else. Uh, she was able to, you know, pull yep. something together, and so she joins the party... There's a grand soiree. Yep. Everybody's drinking and laughing and just having a grand old time. And right around this time, I write in my notes, everybody in this show, other than maybe Grady, Grady is pretty normal, like lovable nephew, just loves his his dear old auntie. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is just slightly insane. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's like there's something in the water in this town. It's like the Sinister Six. I'll have a dinner party for some reason. (laughs) Uh, But uh, 
as as the night wears on, you know, Grady and his and his lady friends sneak away for a bit of sex. It's some smooches in the eighties, yeah. though. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they see a light though in yeah. Grady's room. That's my room. That's where I left my stuff. Something funny's going on. And so he rushes up there, and there is a guy who is searching around. Yeah, uh, and Grady doesn't even. He just runs in and begins to like. Pummel him. Yeah, doesn't doesn't spare a... Th- maybe Grady's not the sane one in this house. Because, yeah, he doesn't spare a thought for maybe somebody drunkenly stumbled into the wrong room. Could be any number of explanations. Grady's going to punch first and ask questions later. They're, they struggle around. The, the person is a gentleman. Yep. He's able to escape, runs down to the stairs. But Jessica Fletcher's there and is able to trip him with a cane, I think. Yep. Or an umbrella, something like that. And he falls down, fall down, boom, and everyone's like, gotcha, what you doing? Turns out he is a private investigator, but he's so private, he's not going to tell anybody why he's there. Says, I was doing investigations, I worked for a certain very influential person, and that's all I can say, because if people knew I was blabbing about my clients, I wouldn't get into clients no more. So... Let's get him out of here. Yep, we're not going to call the police for breaking and entering because it would be a scandal in the society pages of the tabloids. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) So he is escorted out, but before he does, he sees a statue of the blind justice lady. Mm -hmm. And he goes, hey, I figured out your costume. You're the character from the Count of Monte Cristo. Uh, And that, and Mr. Giles says, ah, I'm glad. I mean, no one else knew, so... You would have been awesome to hang out with. I've never read The Count of Monte Cristo. I know the broad outline of the story, but I couldn't pick a Count of Monte Cristo costume out of a lineup. I have zero. But it will become a plot point later, so (laughs) tuck it away in your noggin. I I often joke about how I don't use my notes in these recaps. I'm going to be using them extensively today. Oh, my God. Uh, Yeah, yeah. And, and, okay, so... So, this... uh, (laughs) The, the P.I. gets gets kicked out, and uh, the captain and his wife, Louise, have a loud, drunken argument. Louise decides to drive home drunk. Yes. Grady, like a good gentleman, tries to stop her, but she's having none of it. No. She gets right, like, great. Yeah. I'll tell you I've had enough. <laughs> okay, I've had enough, and now I'm driving home. And off she goes. Drunk as a skunk. And, uh... Also, Miss Vicker Vickers yes. spilt some champagne on her dress. Yep, so Jessica has to s- squirrel her away to a back room where she mixes up a potion of baking soda and lemon juice. With eggs! And e- Yeah, okay. <laughs> Everything about this makes sense. Like, yeah, these are things that could get out stains. Eggs! Not it, so much. It's an old main recipe to get stains out of your dress by basically... Baking pancakes on someone's wardrobe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but this is kind of important because Mr. Giles is on the phone. Yep. Uh, he hangs up the phone. And he's like, ah, I was just talking to your press person. Dude. Yep. Dude, specifically. Not like, sh- I'm pointing at you yep. right there. <laughs> <laughs> that might be an important detail for later if we remember to bring it back up. <laughs> we'll try. <laughs> the... The, the practical upshot is everybody's going hither and yon, and we get one of those. We get a shot of the clock, and it's, uh, you know, what is it? Yeah, 11 or so. Yeah, yeah. And the clock skips ahead, and now it's 6 in the morning, 
everybody's, you know... Waking up from their hangover. Yeah, kind of <laughs> groggily. Except for Jessica Fletcher. She was up at dawn <laughs> jogging. Jogging away. That lady loves her jogging. I hope that she was okay with that in the script. Because no. I feel bad. They were, like, making this old lady just keep running in every scene. <laughs> poor poor Anth- Agatha. Angela Lansbury. I almost called her Agatha. <laughs> Uh, supposedly, one of the reasons the show got greenlit was that CBS uh, showed an Agatha Christie movie. Oh. And it did, like, gang, like, way above and beyond what anybody expected ratings-wise. So, like, shit, this, there might be something to this. What if we uh, did a little Control-F and changed some names so that we didn't have to pay Agatha Christie any royalties? Old and lady solves crimes. Apparently, people love it. Take my money. Twelve years. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Angela's doing a jogging. She yep. runs into the uh, wife who had drove off drunkenly. Yep. She's she's returned. She's like, yeah, sorry, I was drunk, but obviously I got home safe, and now I'm back to collect my dead husband. Wait, dead husband? <laughs> uh, uh, Grady's girlfriend was about to go swimming, and she screams bloody murder. Everybody goes running. What's Why is she screaming? It's a literal bloody murder. There's a dead body in the pool. Somebody shot the face off. I'd like to take his, his face off. The face off, so we don't know for sure, but he's dressed as Sherlock Holmes, which is what the captain was dressed as that was his costume and so okay somebody shot the captain who would shoot the captain and i like this louise they're doing the whole like all right everybody in the living room yeah and louise like basically raises her hand and says hi i have no alibi yeah not even to myself because <laughs> i was so blackout drunk i don't honestly remember what i did last night so i don't think i murdered him But it's a distinct possibility, and I just want to be up front with that right now. Good on you, Louise. Good honesty. Are we in episode two now? We are not in episode... But we are... There's a cop that shows up that... So we are half an hour into episode one before the murder happens. Okay. But yes, a cop shows up. He's the police chief... Here in this small, sleepy, little upstate New York Well, I was talking about the guy who uh, was radioing it in. Remember, he gives like this huge exposition. He's sitting in his cop car and he's like, yeah, we got a dead body. Oh. Yeah, the face got blown off. I know, right, Fred? <laughs> That's crazy. Right, that <laughs> the following suspects are, yeah, he's yeah. like talking to I, <laughs> It was definitely not in part two yet, but I, I think that was probably like, okay, we're just back from commercial break. Anybody who's just tuning in now, let's try and get you caught okay, up a little right. bit. Which, thank Christ. <laughs> That old yes, television yes. did this. Because <laughs> there is a lot to keep straight. Woo! Okay. All right. All right. Where are we at now? All right. It's, uh, okay. Um, yep. Captain Captain okay. gets shot yep. in the face. Yep. Um, uh, so, yep. The, the police chief rounds everybody up, gets them into the living room. Uh, he's kind of grilling everybody. And it's one of those, like, funny background as he's talking to everybody Jessica was out jogging while all this went down. Yeah. And so you see her behind the police chief outside the picture window, poking around looking for clues. Yeah. (laughs) And the chief's doing this like, so one of you guys is the suspect. And here's the following facts. And what the? Yeah. (laughs) So he goes outside. Oh, by the way, it's a a last name is Beatty. Ned Beatty. Uh, He is Lex Luthor's henchman in the Superman movies. 
He also got raped in the ass in Deliverance. Oh my. He's the one who squealed like a piggy. Okay. There he's the go. police chief. It's a ter- I hate that movie. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. he's the police chief, Ned okay. Beatty. <laughs> <laughs> he goes out to see what this crazy old lady's doing, and she says, Well, I I did not put this down properly in my notes, but uh, there was something about the shoes. She had observed yes. something about the victim's shoes. And uh, notices this was she's investigating the trellis that the private investigator had uh, had climbed up. And she says, yeah, there's you would have needed soft soled shoes to do this. And the murder victim was wearing soft soled shoes, but the captain was wearing hard soled shoes. I think somebody else is put on his costume. It's a case of mistaken murder identity. Yes. Yes. And that's about when the captain walks in out of the woods and says, hi, I'm alive. Yes. Hey, what's going on? And everyone's like, oh, my God, he's been alive this whole time. Where have you been? He was off with another mistress. Yep. He's got an alibi. He was off with some third mistress back in town. Yeah. Yep. But he's that's his alibi. You can call up the floozy. She'll vouch for me. (laughs) I, I think he even says the hotel. Yep. <laughs> uh, so if uh, there's his alibi. Yep. So what we've got is uh, the the PI put on the the captain's Sherlock Holmes outfit, got shot in the face, and floated dead in the pool. Yes. So we don't know why anybody would kill him, and we don't know whether the person who killed him thought they were killing the captain or thought they were killing the PI. So it's like a double murder investigation. Yes. We don't know what the motive is. And we've got all these suspects. Holy crap, what's happening? Um. (laughs) (laughs) Are we in part two now? We are still not in part two. Oh my god. The back 15 minutes of this part one are so packed with stuff that happened. But I will tell you what happened. Uh, right at this point in the script. So everybody, they've given their statements to the cops. They're kind of leaving for the day. And right now I write down in my notes, can can we just do spoilers? I guessed who the murderer was. Okay, yeah, right. sure. <laughs> <laughs> I write here in all caps, prediction, Giles is the murderer. <laughs> and I base this only on the fact that he is the least likely suspect. Therefore, he is the most likely suspect. Works in the 80s. And this is why I... I have a lot of trouble enjoying mystery stories Mm -hmm. because I don't approach them like a detective. I approach them like a writer. I see the hand of the writer trying to misdirect me. This is why I didn't like usual suspects because lots of people do. And it's, it's a fine movie, but about a half an hour in, I'm like, Oh, it's Kevin Spacey. (laughs) Kevin Spacey's the guy because, because he's such a weak, ineffectual little girly man. So therefore, he must be the evil mastermind because that would be an interesting twist. Exactly. Only it's not because now I saw it coming. Sorry. Aww. So that's that's one of the things that I really liked about Matlock the Judge is that you knew who the murderer was the whole time. Yeah. So there wasn't that same misdirection. The tension came from how is Matlock going to pin the crime on him? That's right. How is he going to make it stick in court? And yeah. that's a structure that I enjoy far more than this whodunit because... As soon as I say, okay, yeah, it's him, I stop following all of the ins and outs and the red herrings of the clues so much because, yeah, she'll figure it out somehow, but it's him. (laughs) (laughs) But we've still got more part one to go. Well, Jessica wants to go home. 
Yep. You want to know why? Because there's a dead body. Yeah. I just, I'm, I, I was not, I did not sign up for actual murders. You know, this week has just been awful. Yep. Awful. Everyone was rude, and then there was a murder. It, it, New York is the worst, rudest place. I want to go back to Maine, but Giles is kind of sad. Yeah, I really thought we were maybe going to... Before the murder, everything was going great. Well, maybe not before, maybe after I met you, but before the murder... There was a very narrow window after the rude press tour, but before the murder, when it was just a lovely time. Maybe in between the car ride before I sprung it that you needed a a costume for my costume ball. At some point, we fell deeply in love. Sort of. (laughs) And he's kind of butthurt that she wants to go back home. And, and Jessica, rightly so, wants to go home. But also, I think she's just kind of like, eh, I'm not feeling this guy. Yeah, I, I I, could never get a good sense of whether she was into him, too. Or she's she's always, like, making up fake main sayings about, if the bloom's off the rose too quickly, then it will wilt <laughs> yeah. before we... Consummate. Is that what they say in Maine? No, I just made that up to if, get you out of my face. If you live in Maine, would you let us know popular catchphrases? Yeah. We just, would like to know. If, if you live in Maine and would like to deflect the attentions of an unwelcome suitor, do you have a folksy saying? Yeah. Yeah. Stephen King would know. He pro- oh, God, he would. <laughs> For sure. Sometimes a dead relationship's better. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's, of course, the first thing that springs to my mind is the Nevada one. Yep. Talk, talk a lot. <laughs> that was desperation for yep. our listeners. That was that's a good Stephen King book. You should read that one. Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't taste pit in Maine. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> the, okay. So okay, she's she wants going, to go. She goes back to the train. Yep, she's about to board the train. She's met her new old friend, the conductor, and, and he's she's like, "Well, hey, Jessica, it's me." Yep. I am a black person in this show, and therefore I am overly friendly and, and subservient to all white people. He helps with the luggage, and... This is the conductor of the whole train. Why are you... I mean, she's a very nice old lady, but do you not have people for that, my I don't man? know. I don't know. I've never been on a train, so... but <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, I have, and I carried my own luggage. <laughs> <laughs> like a gentleman. Yes. Uh, but before she gets on that train... The Brady's girlfriend. girlfriend shows up. Yeah, Kit shows up. Says, "No, wait, you gotta, you gotta come back." Grady's been, been accused of murder. He's been arrested. Why? I don't know. This should be the cliffhanger that says end of part one to be continued. Come back next week. But it's not. We've got like ten more minutes. <laughs> I don't remember. What did I forget now? Okay, so Grady's accused of murder. She. She goes to a restaurant at one point. Yes. Or that might be ahead of schedule, though. <laughs> so, yeah, we've got another, like, ten minutes. The county detectives have been poking into why... Let's assume that the, the, the private investigator was the intended murder victim. Why would somebody want to murder him? Well... The investigation that he was doing, he was employed by the captain, the fast food magnate... Because there's been leaks happening in his company. He's buying up properties to try and find the choice spots for new restaurants. And if somebody found the documents of what properties he was going after, then they could go after him too and try and hike up the price. And these documents could be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. And that's in 1980 money. You could buy Twitter with that. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) 
You could invent Twitter and then buy and it. And buy it back. Oh, my God. Two birds, one stone. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> so then she... No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Where are we? Giles is paying for high-priced lawyers. That's he right. says, we're going to... Don't worry. I know Grady's innocent. Don't ask me how. But I just believe in the goodness of his heart. I'm going to pay for all the best lawyers. I'm going to bail him out of jail. Get that Cochran. I want that Cochran money. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But the the county police think that Grady was stealing the business secrets. and, And that's why he was murdered. The two suspects for stealing the business secrets are Grady and Ashley Vickers, who is the middle mistress. Yes. Yes. So Jessica... Is this when they go to the restaurant? This is when they go to the restaurant. They go to a restaurant. Come on, gang, let's get together and compare notes. And this is like not a. This is like a five and dine restaurant where you get French fries and a shake, and you got Grady, the girlfriend, Giles, Jessica, Jessica. I I think there's a girl that shows up. So Vickers, Vickers shows up like partway as they're as they're talking this through, and Jessica's like, hey. Come on in. We were thinking that since I know that Grady didn't steal the industrial secrets and you're the other suspect for that part, maybe you were the stinky murderer. Come over here, sit. We ordered pie. Yeah. <laughs> we think you're a murderer. And she's like, no, I'm getting some food to go, but thanks for inviting me. Also, I have an alibi. We have a time of death. The people at the party didn't hear the gunshot because of the sonic booms, but some people in town did and... and we were able to cross-reference that with the flight times to know that this loud noise couldn't have come from an aeroplane. 11.30 is the time of death. I have an alibi because we were off in the kitchen with the baking soda with the, on the Yes, dress. that's right. Yeah, so you can vouch for me, right? Yes. Damn it, we're back to square one. And this, finally, uh, is where part one ends. Not on any kind of cliffhanger. Grab your inhaler. Take a big hit. Okay, you ready? I'm, 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 uh, hold on. You're going to get what? Well, I should have brought my soda water. in. Oh, dang. <laughs> I left my Dr. Pepper in the car. That's all right. You, you want to go get it? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. All right. No, we're good. I got the blood pumping and I'm ready. All right. All right. Round two. All right. Part two. Here Jessica go. goes to an office. Uh, Let's see. Okay. First, she goes. Well, first. Does first. She- Trying to escape back to Maine. She does it a couple of times. She really does. <laughs> she really does. Well, first we get our previously on murder, she wrote, obviously. Then Giles asks Jessica out to dinner because, of course, in the middle of a murder investigation. You gotta eat, don't you? That's an actual line. Yep. I'm not making it up. You gotta eat, don't <laughs> yep. you? And she says, well, yeah. Okay, but first I... By the way, we should probably mention the, the police chief, Chief Gunderson, um, of the little sleepy upstate New York town. He's... One a doesn't want to work very hard at all. It's like, why? Why do you think I I work out here instead of in the big city? Because yeah. murders don't happen here. This sucks. I yeah. was gonna sleep in today. It was Sunday. There's a recurring joke yep. that on Sunday he watches football. Yep, he's missing his football game. So he is all about. Hey, you seem real good with clues. You want to just do this? You want to just do my job? So lest you think that Jessica Fletcher is a lone vigilante working against the law, she's basically been deputized at this point. Yeah. She's, she, yeah. Uh, so that's when she goes to the yacht club. That's right. Because the captain has, he's, that's not just a name because he runs seafood restaurants. He no. is the captain of his, of his own yacht. And she decides to go, go visit him at the yacht club 
and see if he has any further recollections about why someone might want to do murders upon him. And he says, look, I know I'm a piece of shit, but uh, uh, he explains his dealings with his seafood company. Yep. He, he also mentions that if he dies, his ex-wife gets zero money. Yeah, so the so the, the current wife, Louise, she would have no motive to murder him, at least not financially. Yeah. Uh, she might still be pissed about the adultery, yeah. but <laughs> if... Yeah, if he dies under mysterious circumstances, she's cut out of the will, so probably not her. Um, And he says, but what I did was, since I knew my company had a leak, I leaked false information to my six most likely suspects who were at the party. So we're back to maybe... So we've, we've cleared, because of the alibi, we've cleared Ashley Vickers for the murder, but maybe she still did the stealings. Yeah. Of, She's of still the a dirty hoe. Yes, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> She's got short hair. You know, yeah. In she, the '80s, that basically meant you were evil. She's she's neither like Gozer. Are you a god? She's neither neither pretty and young and pure and virginal and innocent like no. Kit, nor old and sweet like Jessica. Mm-mm. But she's still a woman, so she's obviously evil. She's the tramp. She she is. So she's the wicked stepmother, I think, was actually her her costume at the costume party. Was it? I don't I remember. Think so. Anyway. So maybe she didn't do the murder, but maybe she had an accomplice. I bet that's what... So you should probably go, and that's when Jessica goes to the office. Is this where she gets a car or hails a cab? She Yes, there's there's lots of craziness she, with cabs. She fucking runs out in New York traffic. She runs in New York traffic to yep. hail a cab. Yep. She finally gets somebody who's willing to take her to, to Ashley Vickers' office... And she's poking around, looking for clues. Grady's there. He's... Grady's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And Jessica's like, you're good with computers. You do that. It's a Unix system. And I'll go look in this room. It's a Unix system. You know this. (laughs) So, So, yeah, Jessica has to hide in a closet because Ashley comes to the office uh, in the dead of night conspicuously picks up a file and puts it in her briefcase and has a very, one of those one-sided phone conversations that seems very incriminating, but you're only hearing one end of it, so you're not sure. Basically, why are you calling here? Never call me here. I'll talk to you soon. Yep. Writes a note and says, I'll meet you at this location. Yep, and... This is what convinces Jessica. Well, that seems suspicious, and that's when she runs out into into traffic. That's when she did it. Okay, because yeah. <laughs> she, she's she's trying to tail Ashley to see where she goes next to see where she'll meet with this mysterious accomplice. God, I hope they used a stunt double for that. But that really looked like Angela Lansbury. It really, it really did. <laughs> and none of the cabbies will take her. Ashley took the bus, so <laughs> Angela. Jessica Fletcher finds the next bus, which pulls up a mere 15 seconds later and says, hey, are you going the way that bus is going? And this is an empty bus, by the way. The bus driver says, well, yeah, that's how buses work. We have redundant buses that both travel the exact same route at the exact same time, because why wouldn't we? Sure. Yeah. Follow that bus. Well, I need exact change. It's 75 cents or something like that. Yep. She... It has to get the 75 cents from a, a, I I was... I don't understand this part, but there's a guy there that had change. Maybe this was in the 80s. Is that... If it was, let us know. Yes. But there's a guy who basically rips her off with quarters so she can get the exact change. But 
takes like a dime for the uh, service rendered. Uh, yeah, she wants change for a dollar, but the person will only give her the 75 cents that she needs. Like, okay, 25 cent finder's fee for so me. That's what it was. Crazy yes. drug person on the bus. Sure, okay. Follow that bus, but only for a short distance. Oh, the bus stopped. Oh, she got out. I gotta get out here too. And she does. And she gets hassled by the Jokers. We're the Jokers. Sure you are. Dear God. <laughs> she gets like assaulted by this gang of I think there's three of them right yep and they're like what's up lady boy you're in the wrong street yeah uh, we'll take that person maybe I'll gut you just for fun and she she actually tries to fight back good on Jess yeah that's when Spider-Man swoops in everybody gets one uh, apparently everybody gets one bingo yup <laughs> I'm only slightly exaggerating this there was this black guy sitting on the bus. The camera very prominently looked at him a couple of times. And he comes out like... Uh, We're meant to think he's going to uh, assault her. But no. No. He fights off the muggers and says, I'm a fan of your books. I recognize you as soon as you got onto the bus. Yep. And I knew that you would get... Maybe just wanted an autograph. I don't know. Would... <laughs> God rest his soul. I bet if I saw Michael Crichton get, like, accosted, <laughs> I might, I like to think I would stand up for him. But <laughs> I digress. Yes. It's bizarre. It's weird. But don't worry. It doesn't matter. Not This whole entire scene could get cut out for more commercials and nothing of value would it's be lost. It's super awkward anyway, but... Moving right along, Jessica loses track of Ashley, but she looks at the cross streets and she's on 17th Street. Aha! That's where the musician man, Peter, he said, I'm not on Broadway, I'm all the way on 17th. He's the accomplice! Aha! Maybe he's a stinky murderer. Maybe. So she goes to the playhouse... Uh, there's, he's listening to a bimbo sing a song for his play. Yep. She's got well-endowed chest. Yes, and not she, so good with singing. She's not so great with the singing, but she's got a body that yeah. is, is, is considered to be quite ideal. Yes. And there is a, I would say, loan shark, shady-looking gentleman. I think he's supposed to be her agent, but okay. yeah. Gangster-looking, sort of. Yep. But don't worry, none of this... <laughs> no. So she finishes her, her singing. Yes. The, the playwright, or the, the, <laughs> the writer says, basically in intelligent words, yeah. you're eye candy, but you're terrible. Yeah, don't Shh. call us, we'll call you, except we won't. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> then Jessica Fletcher walks in and is like, hey, did you kill somebody? No. Okay, just checking. I was at the piano all night. You were there. I have an alibi too. Why do you keep confronting people who you think are murderers? Yeah. Oh, yes. The shady guy, he says, you've got money this time, right? And the playwright says, oh, yes, I've got quite a bit of money. Yup. It turns out that, okay, they, they both are, in fact, innocent of the murders, but... They did steal the documents. So that part is fixed. That part is solved. But we still don't know who did the murders. Yes. And I think this is... Hold on. Getting my notes notes up here. Um, I feel like we need a whiteboard for for this. This is crazy. (laughs) Oh, also, here's a blast from the past. We get a give it up. Give it up, Peter! Where was this at? It was in the playhouse when she confronts him thinking he's a oh, murderer. She says, give it up, Peter. I didn't catch that. Damn yeah. it. 
<laughs> one more for the counter, which Damn I'm totally it. still keeping track of. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so Peter has an alibi. Ashley has an alibi. The NYPD's getting all up in Chief Gunderson's business. And they're, they're scoping out the captain's boat, thinking maybe there's more clues on the captain's yacht. They received an anonymous tip. Yep. And sure enough, there is a clue in the form of a corpse, which is the corpse of the captain. The, he was tucked away in the sail, and as they're raising the sail, his body falls out. So they're thinking, okay, all right, somebody, we, we have the motive. It didn't have to do with the documents, because that's all accounted for. Whoever murdered the P.I. thought he was the captain. We're back to that again. Okay. Okay. <sighs> all right. Is this where Jessica wants to go home? I th- Okay, all right. It's the captain. So, okay. So, Grady's off the hook. He's no longer a suspect. Yes, this is where Jessica is leaving again. And Giles is driving her to the airport or the train station. Yeah. And by driving, I mean in the back seat with her in the limo because that's a much better place for smooches. Yes, and he's basically laying his cards on the table saying, I would like to get you know you better. And she's saying, oh, this is all too fast. Yep. He says, look, I'm your publisher. So we have this business relationship, which means it would be highly inappropriate for me. to No, just kidding. It's the 80s. No. Which means that we will have a, a long and productive friendship. And if in the course of that friendship, we should happen to fuck. Super cool that, bonus. Yeah. But if, if not, if that's not, fine too. Yeah, so, you know, you go home, you think about it. If you decide you want some dick, I'm always right here. So she goes back to the train. Yup. Uh, the engineer's there again. Yup. He's like, hi! Hey, I got all your bags. Let's go. And the train's just about to pull out of the station when Jessica gets the final clue and puts together in her brain head. And I was real fuzzy on the mechanics of this, but it doesn't matter. Yes. We're in the third act. She's reading a newspaper, and the newspaper has a picture, and it means something. We don't know what it means, but it means something. It means something to her smart detective brain, because she goes all the way back. She jumps out of the train. The the conductor... She gets off at a station. Yeah. Well, she's she's asking, wait, I need to go back to New Haverford or wherever. That's right. Whole fang. Whatever it is. Keeps the luggage. Yeah. Yeah. The conductor's <laughs> like, wait, you forgot your bags. Keep it. I gotta go solve murders. Yeah. And she goes back and it's it's almost eight o'clock at night, which is important. Because it's very dark. And Giles is there, of course he is, he lives there. And he says, Hey, you came back. Did you want that dick after all? She's like, No, the only dick I want is to be a private dick that solves murders. And I just, we need to wait till 8 o'clock. She's at the pool area. There's like a, I don't know, some pool house thing. Yep. Maybe that's where they keep floaties. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> and and the, the argument for why the killer must have thought they were killing the captain is the captain got shot in the face, not in like the back of the head. So whoever did it probably saw their, his face. But they were 25 feet apart and it was an overcast night so no moon to light the way. There was no, couldn't have seen him. Must have, must have thought it was the captain. Couldn't have recognized that it was the PI. And Jessica says, aha, but we're standing 25 feet away right now. And I can see your face clearly. He says, well, yeah, that's because there's a full moon tonight. The other night it was overcast. And she says, yeah, no, you're probably right. And then, boom, eight o'clock, the automatic lights come up. And he's still trying to play dumb, but she's like, I can see you. You can see me. Yeah. 
You're Let's d- stop fucking around. I know you did it. I've got like eight more clues. Go watch the episode if you want to know what they are. The printed picture was uh, a woman who was going to do the interview with That's Jessica right. Fletcher. That's what it was. But the, uh, I'm sorry, Giles, when she was baking eggs to make a fucking like, yep. stain remover, he's on the phone saying he, the dude... We'll be doing your press thing. But, but it, it was, was a, a lady. It was a lady. So she knows he lied about something, and that got her old Jessica brain ticking. And then there's the shoes. And... The, the thing with the shoes. <laughs> and also, we've eliminated, like, every other suspect, because the only people who knew about the, the industrial secrets were Ashley and Peter, and we've already cleared them. Grady, we've cleared him, and I didn't find out until later, but you knew... Because the P.I. had that moment where he thought, wait, you're the Count of Monte Cristo, and there was a thing there. It's like you recognized each other, and he says, yes. I will give you my whole confession, which is the most batshit insane. This would have been its own show. This would have been its own movie. Yes. He isn't who he's supposed to be. He's a fake. And he even says... It's too much to get into right now, but years ago, I was framed for a crime that I didn't commit by my three business partners, went to prison for two years, escaped, took on an assumed identity, made a bunch of money, destroyed their lives, just like in The Count of Monte Cristo, and that's what the P.I. recognized my costume, so he knew my secret identity, and he was blackmailing me with that. None of this has anything to do with the rest of the plot, but it's my motive for murder. He's I'm a, a big murderer. He's a phony. He's a phony... And as he escaped jail! <laughs> He's been living under an assumed identity. For decades! Created a social security. Yep. All of that! And as he's giving this whole confession, he's standing very prominently next... Oh, by the way, yeah, he murdered the captain to throw everybody off his trail. Yeah, he so, was a dick, too. Yeah. <laughs> and she's, she says... And he. He's trying to still make the case. Like, could we still fuck, though? Because, like, yeah. I took a pill, and it's kicking in. Are we? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, the guy was blackmailing me. It was a moment of, of temporary insanity. It was basically self-defense. He was a bad person. And she says, well, yeah, but you killed the captain, too. He said, I mean, that was maybe less self-defense, but... He was also a bad person. Nobody liked him, and he was fucking around on, like, three different women. And she's like, yeah, but you still can't go around murdering people. And right then, Giles is standing very prominently next to the gun rack. Yeah. And any minute, like, he walks up behind Jessica, like, puts his hand on her shoulder and says, it's okay, I'm gonna go down and confess. You want to come with me? At any second, I'm expecting him to pull out the gun and Grady or the black guy is going to have to jump out of the bushes. I thought that the detective was going to show up at the end. Ned yeah. Beatty. Uh, uh, and it's like, got you there. Uh, yeah. You confessed it. I got it all on this tape recorder. But no, he actually does apparently go and confess to his crime because he, he would... He's been... He's been living a lie for decades. He's a multiple-time murderer, but he won't kill Jessica Fletcher because that's love. This is what caught him. Yes. Now, this... Twas beauty that killed the beast. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Symbolism. And the the batshit craziest thing of all is that we get so... We've skimmed over so many, like, long, drawn-out scenes where, 
Like, when they go to the office to meet Mr. Giles and he's busy in the beginning, that's a whole scene where they're hanging around in his yeah, waiting room. Grady and his girlfriend have some scenes together, too. It's, it's just supposed to be like, oh, they might get married soon, blah, blah, blah. But we cut right from him saying, yeah, I'm going to confess or whatever, to her back at the train station. Yes. And we're just to assume that he confessed and was arrested and went to jail off screen. She, I'm sorry, the girlfriend, or is it maybe Grady? I think it's the girlfriend. Uh-huh. She shows up yep. at the train station again and says there's been another murder. Two wrestlers at Madison Square Garden. One was shot and one was drowned. It's an ins- you The NYPD is saying you gotta come solve the case. This is the 80s. We don't have DNA technology yet. We only have Jessica Fletcher. It's the only thing we've got. And she says, fuck, New York sucks. I'm going back to Cabot Cove. And thus ends The Death of Sherlock Holmes Parts 1 and 2. Kenny, does this episode hold up? Full confession, listeners. Okay. All right. I took two edibles. Yep. And I did smoke two bowls before I watched My these. God. So when I texted Ben, and yep. Ben has the, the text messages, yep. oh, yeah. I said, this is freaking crazy. This is and sad. then I saw the second parter and I said, this is fucking crazy. It's so crazy. I can't stop. Yep. I, it's great. <laughs> yep. Freaking great. And here's the thing. So I, I at the beginning of the pod, I shouted out the uh, the Pushing Up Roses uh, <laughs> channel. And according to them, this show only gets crazier as it goes. I, I don't understand how that could be. But I watched one of the videos and she starts out by saying, so first of all, this is a season 11 episode. So, you know, you're in for some hot bullshit. <laughs> I'm hotter than this. this? What the fuck? How? I don't know. Is there aliens? I don't know. Time travel? Maybe. Floating platforms? Maybe. Thermal bombs that go into a volcano to make the earth hot for dinosaurs? Yeah, it could be. It's murder, she wrote. There are no rules, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, I, I don't know. I don't know what, how... I don't know what to compare this to. It's the only murder she wrote I've ever watched. But right now, it's number one on our list. So there you go. Yup. Numero uno. Numero uno. Kenny, uh, let's see what we're going to be watching next week. Okay. It's season one, episode three, Deadly Lady. Okay. Jessica investigates the strange murder of wealthy Stephen Earle. The suspicion falls on the four daughters who stand to make a fortune from his death. Okay. All right. Four suspects. Probably the butler. Hey, you know what? If we only have four suspects, then that'll be a little more manageable. We we jumped into the deep end with this two-parter. Did I? I Good. I feel like we ran a marathon. Oh, boy. My legs are all like, you know, they're all sore, but they still feel good. Oh, it's going to feel like ass tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, probably. But but right now, you still got all those endorphins. tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to be sore. Oh, oh, (laughs) boy. That'll be next week. And then 10 years after that, we'll see you for justice rankings. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, Kenny, where can folks find you on the internet? <laughs> YSK TV on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And you can find me at HBI2K on Twitter. Oh, yeah, I guess it's still there. That's right. fine. Yeah. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Ben Creighton. Man, I don't feel good about that one anymore either. Huh. Probably other places too, but you can find us at bit.ly. Actually, no, that one's still mostly just me. Bit.ly slash Land of the Blind. 
But anything you post about the show there, I screenshot and I send to Ken. Yeah. He's not on Discord. Yeah. We love to hear from you. I'm not tech savvy, so send them to Ben and Ben will send them to me. Yeah. But you can always find the two of us right here at anchor.fm slash batrankings. We're keeping the name this time. Yeah. Yeah. So we will see you next week for For Deadly Lady. Deadly Lady. Yes. Bye, everybody. Bye.